In Father Teresa's Wine Cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. Okay, fuck capitalism. <laughs> A little more. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. Uh, Anthony Clark calling back in. Second time <laughs> on the show. Doing the audio check. One, two, one, two. Audio check. One, two, one, two. Talk some shit about the evils and ills of this capitalistic society that we all live in. <laughs> Yo! Yo, Anthony Clark, you know what? <coughs> so I said I press record to check your decibels, <laughs> and they look good, but I'm not going to hit stop because what you said right there is the perfect opener for the show. So we're going to keep it, and we're just going to keep rocking. Phoenix Kalita has a cup of water. All right. I do. Yeah. Yes. Anthony Clark, back up in this motherfucker. This yes. is a stone cold yes. dope. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Running for Congress, mm-hmm. yo. Late, 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 hey, you know. thank y'all, thank y'all for having me back. And don't let anyone ever tell your ass that a sequel is not better than the original. Uh, <laughs> we about to kill this. <laughs> oh shit! And this is why it's called the Black Podcast. All right. <laughs> All right, Phoenix Kalita. <laughs> yes. You um, go. You go ahead and correspond with the homeboy. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think you tweeted about it. Um, Eddie Johnson got fired. You want to talk about that real quick? I mean, hey, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was real interesting. You know, I mean, you know, of course I'm from Chicago, so we have a a long history of just, uh, fractured relationships, uh, you know, under our police forces, you know, Mm -hmm. this police regime that we have. Yes. Uh, so I just thought it was real interesting to see that he was fired in the way that he was and what our current mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot, the reasons that she gave, mm-hmm. uh, you know, were ironic to me uh, because she stated that, you know, Eddie was, you know, he was untruthful. He was dishonest. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he hid things from her. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, well, aren't we talking about the entire fucking police force? Like they do this <laughs> right. on a daily, you know, right. so you're firing one person, you know? So to me, uh, that, that was some scapegoat type stuff uh, because again we cannot trust our entire police force and I think that's why in Chicago uh, you know we've been really fighting for there have been individuals that have been on the ground for years you know fighting for CPAC you know uh, a civilian police accountability council you know putting uh, the people in charge of you know or helping put people in charge of and providing them with a voice in regards to police oversight uh, you know, it's extremely important because right now they lack accountability. They lack transparency. Mm-hmm. They definitely lack trust in our communities. Uh, and I think too often, you know, we see it across the board politically and socially. 
uh, institutions that are inherently <laughs> racist, like, you know, the police institution as it is, is, is racist. You know, if right. you look historically, police came to be, as we know, uh, to protect white supremacy, to protect capitalism, to keep slaves in check. Mm-hmm. So the institution is corrupt, is broken. But when you put a black face in charge of broken institutions, you do have some people that think, oh, you know, things have changed. Similar to putting that black face in a, in a presidential seat, right? Mm-hmm. Barack Obama, you know, oh, things have changed. But <laughs> uh, again, systemic racism means that they have not. So, yeah, I, I posted about it because I just thought it was real funny how, you know, uh, a black man losing his position. I believe they hope that looks as if, you know, they're getting tough on, you know, tough on responsibility and accountability, but yet the systemic issues remain. Mm -hmm. One of the most interesting things about that to me was, um, first of all, he was only about three weeks away from retiring. So it's like, really, you wouldn't even let him retire. That's, you know, interesting for their tough on police thing. But I think the most interesting part to me is when he got the job, remember, like, right after he started, he was talking all kinds of wild stuff like, um, I've never seen police corruption i've never seen police brutality and then people were like are you fucking serious right now and he's like well think about it if you're because he said some shit like think about it if you're an ethical person or you're anti-police corruption the corrupt cops aren't gonna behave badly in front of you that's why i've never seen it and now he's literally being fired for being a corrupt cop and it's like oh right okay i mean they you know at this point they they really we know you know they protect themselves you know they circle the wagons and they make sure that Again, their institution uh, will never be held to the standards it needs to be held to. I mean, you have individuals walking around uh, with essentially a license to kill, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the will to do so. You know, we are being hunted. Uh, you know, articles have come out stating that, I mean, death by police is a leading cause of death mm-hmm. for black men. And I would dare say black women as well, you know, and yeah. we don't even talk about how our police interact with our black trans community, our, you know, black gay community, mm-hmm. uh, communities of color overall. Uh, it's a huge issue. You know, it's, it's pervasive. I believe it's an epidemic. And, you know, I'm at the point now where, of course, we say abolish ICE in regards to, you know, uh, immigration reform and, and, and the travesties that our immigrant families are facing. But we really need to abolish po- the police institution as it is currently constructed, uh, because I don't believe that you can reform broken institutions. You know, you need to dismantle, destroy, and we need to push for revolution and, and rebuilding, you know, if that makes sense. It does. It makes dollars and cents. Shout out to DJ Quick. And the um what, hey. you, <laughs> what you said earlier there, um, you have CPAC. What does that stand for again? Uh so Civilian Police Accountability Council, I believe. Uh so CPAC is being pushed for. Uh, you know, they is they've been organized, hundred percent boots to the ground, grassroots, and essentially you know, when police officers, you know, run afoul of the law, uh, when police officers are under question for their behavior, how they're interacting with the community, if anything happens from a police shooting uh, to excessive force, so on and so forth, essentially police officers are holding police officers accountable. And I think we all know that when you have your own institution responsible for your punishment or for your uh, investigation, we are not going to get transparency. We are not going to reach justice. Uh, so what wonderful individuals within our communities have been boosted to the ground and organizing around are, you know, placing civilians in power, providing civilians uh, seats at the table and allowing them to have an influential voice in how we hold our police officers and our police institutions accountable. But, of course, you know, with Rahm in office before his ass, his bogus ass left, 
there was extreme pushback. And now we have, you know, our current mayor, Lori Lightfoot, who she's trying to push her own agenda. So she has what's called GAPA. Uh, so she wants GAPA, which still provides, you know, basically primary control to police forces for them to make their decisions in regards to how they investigate and hold themselves accountable. Uh, so CPAC is extremely important. And, you know, I just salute the individuals out there uh, that I've been fighting for. You know, I stand 100 percent in solidarity with them and believe that, again, you know, again, you know, we're not at the point now where we're going to dismantle, dismantle the entire institution of policing, even though I believe it needs to be dismantled. So until then, uh, the least, the very least we can do is empower the citizens uh, that have been just oppressed, beaten, murdered and uh, discriminated against. Uh, by the current institution. Now, now the um, the folks that Lori Lightfoot is with, uh, what's the name of that again? So GAPA. Uh, you don't even ask me what it stands for, uh, but I know <laughs> she's pushing GAPA. Uh, all I know is I'm 100% for CPAC. Uh, you know, and the GAPA, again, is better than what is presently uh, in place. But again, it's still, it still cedes too much control and too much power uh, to police institutions, mm-hmm. and we have to get away from that, uh, you know, because I think, you know, again, I don't have to speak for you all, because you all live it, I live it, so many people live it, if they don't, you've even seen it, you may ignore it, but it exists, uh, we have systemic issues in our communities, uh, and it, it has to change. Yeah, actually, GAPA stands for uh, Grassroots Alliance for Police Accountability. <laughs> 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 there, there you go. There you go. And, Which, and for me, there's really nothing grassroots about it. You know, no, true 100 percent grassroots for me. The people are in charge, you know. So mm-hmm. we have some wonderful uh, city council members, DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, city council members, uh, you know, pushing for CPAC. But again, you know, you have to make concessions at times. Uh, so GAPA may be, you know, what, what, gets, what gets put in place while we continue to fight for CPAC. But I don't believe in 2019 in incrementalism. Like, of course, you know, politically you have to make some concessions. Mm -hmm. But I believe if you have to make some concessions, you continue to give every fucking thing you have to fight for justice, true justice. Um, So I I don't think it's enough to go halfway, half measures. Incrementalism is garbage. Uh, So we have to go the whole way. It's 2019. You know, it's it's past time uh, that we truly have uh, freedom and empowerment of the people. All right. And folks, uh, once again, this is uh, Anthony Clark running for Congress back on the wine cellar. And this is the candidate that lets you know you need to peep game on a real candidate. And that is the first segment. We're going to keep on moving forward. WineCellarMedia.com. Hey, gang, this is the uh, first segment released on the socialized feed. And the full episode is on Patreon Early Access. So uh, if you want to get it um, early, you can go over there to Patreon, subscribe, and check it out. There is no tiered system. and uh, But don't worry, if, if, uh, if not, uh, it will be on the socialized feed soon, the regular podcast feed, uh, from Blog Talk Radio to iTunes, Stitcher, um, Podkicker. I re-signed up for Last FM and tune in see if they work, but uh, it they didn't seem to work well last time. All right, check it out. 